Hello and welcome to another driving up, driving along with Kevin as he rants about stuff. Uh, what the fuck is wrong with you people? So I've been putting this off for ever since I started this podcast. This is a topic that I wanted to. Uh, this is a topic I wanted to have with the podcast within the first week and. Every time I started this topic, I thought, yeah, I better delete it. And I kept saying I better delete it because um, this topic is a topic where if you're not ready to close your mouth and open your ears, you're not ready to participate in the discussion or hear anything I have to say. Because it never ends well. And it never ends well regardless of the side of the discussion you're on. I know from experience. And the moment I said, close your mouth and open your ears, nine out of ten of you probably just did exactly the opposite. Closed your ears and started saying, oh well, we'll see about that. Or, oh, well, we'll see about that. Or, yeah, right, asshole. So, that's all about LGBT rights. No, I'm not homophobic. No, I'm not against straight people. I had to say that immediately because I know that those words came out of your mouth depending on which side of the discussion you're on. I should probably get the empirical truths out first. Those empirical truths are J.K. Rowling is a scumbag. It's actually a really nasty insult if anybody actually knows what a scumbag is. Maybe I should use the C word instead. People seem to forget that scumbag means means a lot worse than the C word. Chris, I've always felt that about J.K. Rowling. Always fucking felt that about that bitch. She is a scumbag. She always has been. She always will be. Her position on trans people is incredibly disgusting. The problem is she's convinced a lot of people to support her because she says some actual truths mixed with her hate and bigotry. It's kind of like whenever you see a racist piece of shit go on and on about how black people are arrested more because they're more involved in crime and use their position to oppose any sort of legislation that will help the black community and also use statistics compiled by the Federal Bureau of Investigation, Department of Justice, and uh, the International Police Association, whatever that's called. I don't think it's International Police Association. There's, uh, there's like an Interpol report about 
the U.S. and then there's like a national report and all, blah, 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 blah. They'll use selected data to support their position. They will refer to Chicago to support their position. Instead of actually realizing that there is an inherent bias in the criminal justice structure and societal structure that will manufacture the results that they want to look for. It's kind of like confirmation bias is what they're using. J.K. Rowling's using a similar method of selective bias or confirmed bias in order to support her bigotry against trans people. She also does so with uh, women's rights, saying that there is an inherent conflict between women and trans people, talking about menstruating women, which in and of itself is a horrible uh, violation of the definition of what a woman is, because I know plenty of women born as women, biologically born as women who either no longer menstruate because they went through something called menopause or who had some sort had to have some sort of surgery done because of severe medical problems or somehow for some reason for a medical quote quote defect you know I don't like using that word not sure how else to describe it but for some medical reason I should say um, never menstruated right like that doesn't make sense no there's actually there are actually some medical conditions that's the word I'm looking for medical conditions that may cause something like that. So, she already disenfranchises a lot of women from the definition of woman. Disenfranchises trans women from recognition and groups all trans women as aggressors. against womankind. And she does so by using some biological facts, cherry-picking some, and some societal facts. Once again, cherry-picking some societal facts. And it's incredibly destructive You also have some trans people who do the same fucking thing. And that's when you have a conflict. I have, I have dealt with trans people for several years now in various, various, um, professional and personal relationships or if that's what you want, if that's how you say, uh, not in any intimate relationships, 
a personal relationship is like just communicating, being friends. That's a personal relationship. Um, being a supportive person who may not be a friend but is there to support people, that's a personal relationship. Uh, professional relationships, trying to uh, work higher, etc. I have known people who are trans or don't really qualify in either of those two. And I've also read experience from trans people. Well, you know, just, just because of me wanting to know more about people, more about society. That's kind of what I do. Um, that sort of thing. There is no biological or sec distinction or sexual orientation that protects anybody from being a fucking scumbag or being an asshole. Same thing with religion. There's no religion that protects people from being that. I may be an asshole because I try to be relatively tactful, but I'm pretty blunt in how I speak. You guys should know that by now. You're listening to this podcast. I'm blunt when I speak about anything. People call me an asshole for being blunt. People also call me an asshole when I don't give people a quote-unquote win and debate if they haven't fucking earned it. I don't care what your goddamn feelings are. If you're spewing something that's bullshit, I'm going to call you on it. But if I'm spewing something that's bullshit, call me on it. People called me on the bull on me supporting Lance Armstrong. I believe fully in supporting Lance Armstrong. Found out he was a fucking monster. At first, I found out he lied about certain things. I said, "Don't worry, Lance. You know, I support you. Uh, people can change around. I'm going to give you a chance to change." I found out he went out of his way to destroy a couple of people's careers in horrible fashions. He sent he hired private investigators to harass and stalk. And to my knowledge, he hasn't made restitution for that. When I found out about that, I thought, you know what? Fuck him. I believed in him for a long time. People called me an asshole. Now, if you don't think that's not an important thing, to understand. He, he went out of his way to destroy someone's life. And this conversation's about people and their lives being destroyed or run into the ground. And that's when we get to the first, one of first many fallacies. That trans people inherently have a harder problem than anyone else on earth. And I've heard that a lot. And it's fucking bullshit. Now you can take a statistic st sampling and say, statistically speaking, trans people tend to experience worse things than anybody else on earth. That's still, well, I mean, that that's poorly worded because there are a lot of people like people who've gone through genocide and stuff who experience much worse than trans. Uh, so uh, statistically speaking, trans people ex tend to experience a worse life than other people in the same social category and, and 
whatever. That would be true. Statistically speaking, that would be true. But it's not true to say they always do. That's the first thing. And the difference is just because you can even have 98% people who aren't trans, who have a better life than 40% of people who are trans, you still have that 2% in that category. Like 98 out of 100, you still have that 2 people out of 100 who have a lot worse life than people than the 40 people in the 100 group of trans. The remaining 60 people in trans may or may not have had a worse life than those remaining two people. Now, I bring this up to make a very important point of you cannot know how good or bad somebody else's life is until you understand that individual. And what's lost on this discussion is that people in a large community sense want to pretend they're scientists by speaking in terms of percentages. So they don't want to know about the personal experiences of any one individual. And that's where everything in this discussion starts falling apart. You're not a scientist and you're not intelligent by using percentages. I mean, in my hypothetical, I gave you a hypothetical percentage just to boil it down to numbers. But then I told you that those numbers are meaningless without understanding each individual. And I began this conversation by telling you about how J.K. Rowling disenfranchises women by boiling all women's experience down to menstruating women. Wow. That's a lot of women she's ignoring. I didn't use percentages. I didn't use numbers. I just told you that there are a lot of women who don't fall in that category. And to add to that, there are a lot of women who menstruate, who say, well, I've had a pretty easy time. So everything that that woman says is bullshit. Because she has taken away the individual experiences of each of the women and talked about just a group of women who fit her mold. And the same thing with, with some trans people. Some trans people take just the group of people of their experiences and a group of people that they don't know or understand and fit them in those molds. And J.K. Rowling fits trans people in her mold. So everybody has to fit in a fucking mold here and no productivity is coming out of it, just anger. Because there are hundreds of millions of people who don't fit in any of those fucking molds.
There are hundreds of millions of people who are being disenfranchised. There are hundreds of millions of people who are being forced out of one mold and saying, well, if I don't fit that mold, then I must fit in that mold over there because everybody wants to be part of a fucking group. Then there are millions of people like me who say, shut your fucking mouths. I'm, I'm fed up about hearing about a lot of this fight. First of all, everybody deserves fundamental rights. That's why they're called fundamental rights. And seeing some trans people and some J.K. Rowling people deny each other fundamental rights, I have just got fucking fed up with it. Uh, at the same time, there are very, very large population trans people out there that don't do this shit. But they're increasingly being forced into a mold where they will start thinking in a way that fits J.K. Rowling's mold or the activist hate everybody but trans mold. I've seen some people go down that path and I've seen them transform from rational human beings to fuck you you like women you're heterosexual you don't you're a monster because all of you people are monsters like what the fuck are you talking about last week we were having a fun supportive discussion i support you you support me i haven't said a fucking thing about trans rights and you're talking to me because you read jk rowling's thing what the fuck all of you are alike what? That's one discussion I basically had. I mean, it, we, we, I was a little bit calmer when I was talking. Um, the person came down on me like, you wouldn't fucking believe it. It's like, the, I, I went back in our conversations. I looked at our conversations saying, what the fuck did you fucking see? I looked back in everything I posted. I looked, what the fuck? Nothing I posted here matches anything you said over there. You're literally putting me into a JK Rowling mold, mold and I fucking hate the bitch. I, I, I didn't even say anything about that bitch. Oh, I've always fucking hated J.K. Rowling. But no, when I even said that, it was even worse because I'm lying, see? Because I'm trying to subvert someone in order to mentally torture them. That's the crazy-ass fucking shit that went on. And then I see J.K. Rowling people doing almost the exact same fucking thing. You're against women's rights and LGBT rights because, or LGBTQ rights because, because they leave off the T, because you support T's over everyone else. What the fuck is coming out of your mouth? That's the shitstorm that's going on right now. It's one of the main reasons why I haven't talked about this topic. It's also a reason why this is part one of several topics. I want you guys to focus on that. People, anybody can be radicalized if their fears are preyed upon 
and their hatreds are parried upon. And they will construct, a, you can get a person to construct a narrative by force feeding them what will make them feel good. And this is the biggest fucking problem. You know, it's it's like, I'm going to leave you with something from Tales from the Crypt's Demonite. Tales from the Crypt typically had a lot of very important messages in their episodes. It was mixed in with blood, gore, sarcastic comments, irony at its highest form. But every almost almost every single story in the comics and the TV show and the movies had some sort of moral to it. Almost every single one. The good ones did, the bad ones didn't. This movie tells to encrypt demonite. It was all about temptation and feeling good. And Billy Zane enticed Roach to get what he wanted. What Billy Zane... Oh, there's a, there's a ding. There it is. Um, sorry about that. That was my end. Billy Zane says to... Uh, Roach says to Billy Zane... Uh, no, Billy Zane says, You mind if we kill the other people in the house? And Roach said... Uh, uh, or Billy Zane, I think he says, like, Do you mind if we kill everybody in the house? And Roach says, Hey! Oh, there's another message for me. Um, Roach says... Uh, I refer to Billy Zane just because... He, you see, or identify the actor. Roach is the character played by Lowell, the guy who uh, Hayden Christian, uh, or not Hayden Christensen, um, uh, Church, um, whatever his name is, uh, from Wings. He says, Hey, if it feels good, do it. Billy Zane turns around to him and says, If it feels good, do it. You know, Mr. Roach, I like you. Or, you know, I like you, Mr. Roach. And then Mr. Roach walks down. He says, oh, uh, Roach. And Roach says, what? Billy Zane says, I lied. And all the demons rip Roach to pieces. And the lesson there, it's a very important lesson. Feeling good about something doesn't mean that that thing is a good thing to feel good about just means that your primal brain suddenly likes something. It's a monster from the id. It's another movie. Forbidden Planet. The monster from the id is the primal is 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 the primal brain. It's everything about your emotions that's separated from logic. And this discussion of trans people started by J.K. Rowling in a very horrific way is a demon. The discussion itself is a demon playing people against each other by making them feel good. If it feels good, do it. If it feels good, say it. So people are saying whatever feels good to them, whether or not it's logical, intelligent, or conducive to a happy society. And let me tell you, everybody involved in this discussion, I'm saying this to people who are straight, I'm saying this to people who are gay, I'm saying this to people who are trans, I'm saying this to people who aren't trans, I'm saying this to people who are bi, I'm saying this to people who are 
non-denominational. Feeling good about something doesn't mean you're on the right side of anything. I don't give a fuck how moral you think you are. Feeling good about something just means that you're satisfying something that you want to be satisfied. There are a lot of times where being part of a society means you don't feel good about the choices that are being made. But you know that everybody's being treated properly. When you realize everybody's being treated properly, then maybe in that moment, you'll feel better than just feeling good. And you'll say, wow. I felt good about hating on someone before, but now I realize I feel good. I feel better now that that somebody that I thought I should hate has the same rights I do. I feel better because I see people who work very hard being given awards, being given recognition. I would want that to be me. I don't want to be given recognition because I withheld rights from somebody. I wouldn't like to be in their place. Wow, I feel a lot better now that things are working out properly. It's a tough lesson to learn, and it's a lesson that every generation has to fucking learn, and sometimes multiple fucking times. So that's the end of part one. Um, the lesson here is... Close your mouth, open your ears, and try to understand individuals and the struggles that they have faced and why they may think the way they may think. Even if you can't change their minds, they might have been so harmed that you can at least understand. I understand that. I don't agree with it. I understand that. Understanding means you understand where they are in their life. They can't see past the harm that was visited upon them. And that's for everyone regardless of who the fuck they are. And it's more than just about the trans... That, that, I mean, that that's just a basic, basic fundamental Confucius, Confucius view, essentially. Or Taoist view or even Christian view, or Jewish view, or, or, well, depending on the, depending on all these religions, Muslim view, or atheist view, you have to understand a person to communicate with them. And if you're unwilling to understand them, you're unwilling to be understood yourself. And yeah, it's really fucking hard when people don't want to understand you, even if you understand them. It's really fucking hard. And you won't feel good for the vast majority of time of trying to understand somebody. Because it's not about feeling good. It's not about 
your emotions. It's about everyone. You have a wonderful day. Take care.